Coast 104.5 and up and Adam in the morning. On the show, friend Scott Vernon, he is a ag communications professor at Cal Poly. I first met Scott, uh, well, we've worked together on events. He's also, he's done auctioneering, which is one of those. I got to talk to you about that, Scott. First of all, thanks for being up and Adam in the morning. How are you, my man? Oh, you bet, Adam. I'm, I'm well. Doing good here this morning. That has got to be one of those um, professions, auctioneering. I got a lot of respect for that one. How long did it take you to kind of grasp that? Because you have to have what you and I both try and what we love doing and engaging and connecting with people. But there's also very much a lot going on in your head to master that. Sure. You know, I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I, I grew up in a, a livestock sales yard. And so I listened to auctioneers and then uh, in high school, uh, I started auctioneering and then I've been doing it now for more than 40, 45 years or so. Uh, and once you get used to it, it's really the psychology of creating a sense of urgency. That's, that's the most, most that you're thinking about, you know, during the auction, as far as the numbers, those, those are, are practiced over and over and over again. So they become very routine. Yeah. Auctioneering, it's so rad. I remember that I was asked to host an event one time and, and Scott and I have worked at events and partnered up together and it's a lot of fun working with you, but they had asked that they didn't want to pay. And here's the thing. If you're a nonprofit and we get back into like the live auction thing again, once COVID settles down, um, uh-huh. hiring a live auctioneer, they are worth their weight in gold and they will allow you to raise the most amount of money. And this one organization was like, well, will you just do it? So I was like, Okay, I, I guess. So I'm like on YouTube trying to find videos, and it ended up we actually found. I think Doug Filippone did it. We we found a real one, but my gosh, I have such respect for that profession. Um, I wanted to talk to you because I was I've been blessed enough to come and uh, speak to your ad communications class, and you had a post yesterday that I thought was really it really hit me hard because we're all kind of feeling this in one way or another. But I've always really admired how. You put thing, you're one of the few people on Facebook, like I like to see an update from on my timeline because it's often poignant, positive, and it, it, it connects. And yesterday you put tonight hit me hard. Um, I miss my students. I miss teaching in person. I miss giving speeches around the country. I miss doing auctions. I miss my regular life. I miss my colleagues. I retire this year, but hoped I'd go out on different terms. Not fanfare, but quietly to the next phase of life. I feel guilty. I feel sad. I feel in some ways hopeful for our country. I have a wonderful wife, a beautiful place to live, and some great kids. I'll get over it. Don't worry about me. Blessed in many ways. This was something that I feel like, man, I, I liked it because it was super honest, but it, it was real, and yet it was still positive at the end. What has this been like? this time been like for you and how is uh, a gentleman who I respect the way that they think and the way they reflect, how have you reflected on this past time and, and what brought that post up yesterday? Well, Adam, you have to understand I've been teaching for 37 years and thousands upon thousands of students. And uh, the, the classroom is my sanctuary. That's where I find uh, uh, my most joy uh, in my career and, and dealing with young people who are, not yet cynical about life. They're still hopeful for their future and, and they really uh, connect. And that's, that's the part that in, as a teacher, I enjoy that's watching these young people grow into very successful professionals. And of course, you know, since last March, we had to pivot uh, in less than a week to an online virtual instruction. And that's 
you know, I've always used online management, you know, systems, uh, but I've never taught online uh, synchronously or asynchronously. I've always used it as an additional resource in my classroom. And so having to move to this online instruction and at the time thinking, okay, it'll be temporary and, and we'll get over that. And, and we made it into the summertime. But then as the, as the fall approached and Cal Poly, you know, is essentially decided that all year, uh, you know, it's the primary uh, instruction will be online. Of course, there are students attending some classes at Cal Poly. And of course, Cal Poly being a learn by doing hands-on institution, that's important. Um, and not that, that my classes uh, are not hands-on in, in many ways in terms of learning communication skills, uh, computer skills, design skills, photography skills, those types of things. Uh, you know, having to, having to do that all year long, um, it, it, it wears on you. And, you know, I'm fortunate. I, I live in Paso Robles on a beautiful ranch. We have cattle and horses and, you know, there's lots of things to do. But now having to instruct online, I don't get that same kind of connection. And I really feel bad for our students because we're going to have a generation of students, even down into the primary grades in high school, uh, that their education is going to be compromised. I, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, this is not the ideal mode of instruction for these young people. And I, so, yeah. so that, that, that hurts a little bit. I couldn't agree with you more. When I come back, I want to ask you about that. I literally, I'm so glad you got into that aspect of it because um, we've talked about this dynamic with elementary, junior high, uh, even high school students, but uh, to what effect does the student get shorted out on their education? One, in, in Cal Poly sense, you're paying a, you know, a hard-earned penny for. We're going to come back. Scott Vernon is up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. Coast 104.5 and up and Adam in the morning. Scott Vernon, he is a uh, ag communications professor at Cal Poly. I've been lucky enough to be asked to, um, you know, guest kind of lecture and take questions of, of his students. And I really looked forward to uh, these times that I've been able to do that. And in, a second ago in the segment, we talked about this idea of the way, especially the way you teach, I, I remember the connection that you had with your students. And when you asked your students to give me attention, how uh, the, the respect that they afforded me and how well that they listened and, and the thoughtful questions that came afterwards, especially teachers like you, you must be really having a hard time not having that three-dimensional in-person connection with these young men and women. Yes. It, and, and that's the part of it because you know, although we, we Zoom, we have Zoom classes and, and that type of thing, you don't get the same level of or depth of, of connection with the students because you're not interacting with them in the same way. And you're trying to be really efficient with your, your screen time and, and you know, managing, uh, switching resources and keeping the students' attention. And it's very difficult. And I, I feel bad for the students because, you know, they're having to, you know, in many ways, self-manage their education. And, you know, I have, I have two boys in college, one's at Oklahoma State University in, in Oklahoma, and the other one's at Can uh, Butler in Kansas. And, and they have to do that too. And, you know, as a parent, you know, we're still paying full fare. We're still paying full tuition and all of that. And I, I just think, you know, I don't know, I don't have a solution for it, Adam, but, but I know that they're not getting the same value uh, that they would if they were in class. 
what can we do? And we talked about this dynamic before we took a quick break. And um, whether you're an elementary student, a junior high, high school, but especially these, you know, college uh, students who are, are paying a pretty penny uh, to go to get a higher education. How, how much of that education is being shorted of them in, say, from primary, elementary to collegiate at the collegiate level? Well, I. I really feel for the, uh, the the elementary school teachers and the high school teachers in a different way than I do for college professors. We we have a different dynamic uh, that we're dealing with. We're dealing with young adults, and 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 I feel bad for the parents who have uh, children at home who are having to uh, help manage them. And, and again, uh, the students, uh, the underrepresented students, or those on the margins, you know, just the level of technology and access to to Wi-Fi and and that type of thing. Uh, needing multiple, uh, you know, uh, tablets and computers. And I know the schools have, have worked hard to try to provide uh, for those students, but I just don't see how it's going to play out very well uh, moving forward. You know, ironically, uh, for, for Cal Poly, you know, and, and Cal Poly students, many of my students are there in San Luis Obispo. You know, they're there in their apartments uh, with their roommates and because those leases didn't stop, you know. And so, Many of the students came back to San Luis Obispo, even though they're in online instruction. And so yeah. that's a uh, that's kind of unique. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I look f- to like ten years down the line when some of these eight year olds are becoming adults, and I mean, think about like what you learned in third, fourth grade, and and how important that dynamic of uh, kids being in a classroom <laughs> with other kids and being allowed to you know mess around, recess this and that, uh, physical education. I wonder. What what type of young adults are we going to have in a decade? Is it kind of scare the hell out of you for a minute? Yeah, a little bit. And I think it's going to be a, a, a really rich environment for research uh, on child development and Good point. you know ed- educational theory. If it, and, and to see you know uh, the long term longitudinal effects that this will have on on these young people. And so you know uh, I, I think we need to be watching very closely and. You know, in, in some ways, I, I applaud the parents uh, who have who have worked to enrich uh, their students' lives in in a way that you know perhaps they didn't you know left it to the schools to do before. You know, uh, with this uh, online environment, there's some good things to it. You know, uh, as well because uh, you know the students get to to you know uh, be anywhere and and be learning, and that's that's been good. And then for me as a as a professor. You know, I, I teach from remote locations now. Uh, I'm not going to be a prisoner to this online education. And so, I, I'm, you know, most of the time I'm, I'm in my office here in the barn and uh, teach from here. But, that, but if I need to, and I can be on the road as well. So it's an interesting time and, and one that, uh, you know, we'll get through it. And I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I'm proud of my students, too, because, you know, last spring it was tough on them. But now we're into the third quarter of this instruction, and they're managing their lives really well yeah. uh, for that. You know, uh, their their assignments are robust. They're uh, attentive and accountable. They're present when we have class, and so I applaud them too for uh, the resiliency that they're showing at this time. Well, if you ever need someone to jump on virtually and, and do a guest spot like I did before, you know uh, my number. You know I'm always happy to do that. Let me ask you this. Um, retiring, huh? What's, what's the game plan? What's the, the plan next for Scott Vernon? Well, you know, it's something, I, like I said, I've been teaching for 37 years, and, and uh, I enjoy it. I, my plan is that I will 
continued to do the, I've always had a variety of, of skill sets that I've employed and, and done through the years. Uh, I'm a professional speaker and I travel around to conventions and conferences and, and do uh, seminars and work with corporations and, and, and private companies and things. And so I, I plan to continue to do that, uh, continue to do auctions when we can get back into an auction environment Amen. and then, and then, uh, do some more writing. I, I need to do some more writing and, uh, you know, uh, live my best life, like, you know, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to just, you know, sit around and watch the grass grow. I'm no, I, I don't see you doing that at all. I hope that, you know, I mean, we're friends on Facebook and I've grown mm-hmm. to know you and I love reading your updates. I love reading your words. You have this, um, you have a strength, you have a, a vulnerability, you, you're, you're a gentleman, you, you have a faith, you have a, you know, this protective uh, aspect of your students and your family. I've just always had a lot of respect for you as a man, a human, a teacher, and definitely want to stay connected to uh, your writings and whatever you're into after you retire. Well, I appreciate that, Adam, and I appreciate you and what you do here on the Central Coast. Uh, you bring a lot of, uh, of personality and a lot of commitment to the Central Coast here, and I know that your listeners and the, and the people that know you respect and admire what you're doing as well. Well, Scott Vernon is up and at him in the morning. So when when do we retire? Is it the end of the year? or what? what? Yeah, at the end of the school year, but we have a program at Cal Poly that I'll be able to go back and, and uh, teach part-time as well. So I'll, I'll ease into retirement after, you know, after that. Man, you got to jump on the air with me again. I enjoyed talking to you here. Oh, you bet. Anytime, Adam. Up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning.